Salute Nation. It's May 25th, 2022, 10.52 p.m. on the East Coast, and it's currently 68 degrees out here today, tonight, in New York, episode 17. Got a good show. Got a good show for everyone tonight. It's going to cover two things. It's going to cover the three-game set in baseball between, obviously, the Yankees. <laughs> it's the only team I cover. The Yankees versus the O's. It was between May 23rd through today, May 25th. It was a three-game set. I'll tell you how that turned about. And then tonight, just got done. Just like the Yankee game got done, but WWE, or not WWE, AEW, forgive me, Lord, for uh, uh, taking the name of professional wrestling in vain. AEW Dynamite results, recap, whatever you want to call it. It is the road. It is the last Dynamite before Double or Nothing pay-per-view this Sunday, May 29th in Vegas. So you got tonight of Dynamite in Vegas, Rampage Friday night in Vegas, and then, of course, Double or Nothing, which is the third event in Vegas as far as Double or Nothing. So it's the third, uh, you know, third year anniversary. Tonight's show for A-Dub had six matches and six to seven interviews slash video packages. Everything mattered. Nothing was put into this show that didn't flow. Everything made sense. Everything is gearing up towards double or nothing. That's pretty much what almost said it again. That's what AEW is known for. Storyline driven. Things that make sense. There's a lot of things they're still not using storyline that they could use but they're not. They're, they're, they're giving you the meat with the potatoes. So tonight's card was a good one. It, it was a sound show. You had Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe. That was the main event. Um, the winner will face Adam Cole in the Owen Hart foundation men's side of the tournament. Then you had the steel cage with Sean Spears and Warlow. And if Warlow wins, he faces MJF at double or nothing for his contract. So he gets out of his contract if he beats MJF, but first he has to go through Sean Spears. And the guest referee in the the steel cage match was MJF. Then you had a triple threat match of the two teams, of all three teams that are represented by one individual um, for the AEW Tag Team Championship for Double or Nothing. So you had at this time, you had Swerve, Strickland, Ricky Starks, and Jungle Boy, who is the Tag Team Champion, or one half the Tag Team Champion. Then you had the sound off, um, a face-to-face with CM Punk and the challenge as the challenger going up against the champion soon at double or nothing in Hangman Adam Page. Then you had Britt Baker 
versus Tony Storm, and the winner moves on in the finals or to the finals in the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament women's side of the tournament. And then you had the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. Uh, I'm not going to rub a Coney vice. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's with Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero versus FTR, the tag team champs. Then you had Thunder Rosa's interview. She is the current AEW Women's Champion. And then you had the, the a tag team match between a storyline between the pro wrestlers represented by the BCC, Blackpool um, um, Club. Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> Along with Eddie Kingston, who was part of that. Well, not part of BCC, but, you know, he has his with Ortiz and Santana. Versus Private Party. Now, Private Party is not involved in the storyline, so you knew who was going to win this match. Right? But what made it more interesting is that commentary, you had Jericho, who is the leader of JAS, or J-A-S, which is Jericho Appreciation Society, which is representing the sports entertainers. And then William Regal, who is representing the BCC. So, tonight's show of action, I should say, Obviously, starting out now, you it was the cage match. MJF comes out with his in his uh, entrance. He's wearing a ref uniform. Sean Spears comes out separately to his entrance, which I think he has one of the best entrances in professional wrestling. And then Warlow comes out third or last. And he comes out with no music, ordered by MJF, who is currently still his boss. And he's still handcuffed. And he's walking out, being escorted out. So that's beautifully played done. So he comes into this match, and MJF, you know, went to, you know, pat down Warlow while he was in the ring. Obviously, you know, it's a steel cage. And he couldn't find nothing, and then Sean Spears attacks and stuff like that. So it pretty much was a, a two-on-one most of the night anyways. You know, it's not like a typical, you know, referee, special guest referee who who you feel it's going to turn or, or do something but doesn't unless he's provoked. MJF took advantage, and, and, and they, they did something different in that special referee. And he was actually – it was actually two-on-one. Well – What's interesting and cool about that, one of those moments was uh, eventually Warlow breaks free, like breaks through the handcuffs, like does a credible hawk type of shit. And it matches his persona that he's being, you know, he's Warlow. You You know, I mean, the chants are already there of Goldberg esque. You know, instead of Goldberg, it's Wardlow. Well, you get the drift. You 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 understand. So you know, and of course that you know, <laughs> that that's not in two on one. 
when he's handy, you know, his handcuff is a good, you know what I mean? It's it's still tough, but you 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 know what I mean? It's just like yeah, two on one, they should win. And then when he breaks free from the handcuffs, it's like oh shit, you know what I mean? But the turning point came in the storyline of this night was when Sean Spears accidentally hits MJF with a chair. And from that moment, Warlow whipped this shit and eventually wins, which, or eventually won, which obviously you knew he was going to win. This is to bring the storyline further. You know what I mean? It's it's at double or nothing. It was going to be regardless MJF versus Warlow. And if Warlow wins, he's out of his contract. If he loses, you know what I mean? So who I think is going to win, I will put my money on Warlow. I don't know. I can't answer that yet. Because more and more I think about it, I don't really know who's going to win that match at double or nothing. Because it's like, can MJF afford to lose? I don't know. Because he's already lost. I mean, he lost against the CM Punk. CM Punk is now in the title run. CM Punk is most likely going to win. Which is going to set up MJF if he wins. So what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't see it right now. Either way, it's... it. it I don't know. Anyway, let's move along. So you had Josh interview, or J-A-S interview, and it went pretty good. It was actually a pretty good flow of, of a segment. And it told a story that was beautifully done. I'm not going to get too much into it because it's only, you know, I mean, I, it was a two-hour show, and I don't want to be, you know, a, 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 an hour show <laughs> as far as wrestling segment of it. But anyways, so the next mo- the next thing that carried on was uh, 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 the Tony Schiavone interview with the face-off between CM Punk and, and, and Hangman Adam Page. And Hangman Adam Page said he pities Punk. And he's a defending a all elite wrestling from Punk. And of course, Punk was like, why are you taking this so serious? Like, still playing mind games. Like, you know, you're the champion. Everyone's coming for you anyways. You know what I mean? Now... There were some pops in this moment, but it just like, I think everyone can see that Punk is going to win this. At least in my opinion. I think Punk is going to win this because it's, I don't know. I just, I think, I don't know. Actually, I shouldn't say that either because I really don't know. I can't see. I won't know more until when it comes Rampage. Then I'll have a better feeling. So now we go to a next segment of interview, which was a a hype video. You know, Anna James package. She's going for the TBS champion, um, Jay Cargill, and that's what was about. So that's also at double or nothing. Now we go for the second match, which was the private party versus 
um, John Moxley and Kingston. Obviously, you knew who this was going to win. You you knew the victories were, you know, who was going to win. Obviously, Moxley and Kingston. It was a good match. You know, I, I enjoyed it. You know, both teams got their licks in. They allowed each other because you can't damage private party because they're a good young tag team and they're just not being used as a good tag team specialist right now. Of course, the tag team division AEW is packed. I mean, take your pick. Anyone can represent and be be a champion and be rightfully so a champ. Now, I think what was more so the afterwards is when uh, the, after the Mox and Kingston won, obviously you had Jericho leaving the uh, announce table to come down, and 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 with his crew. And then it, the fight breaks out because once that happens, now you have uh, Santana and Ortiz and Daniel Bryan, who's still selling his leg injury that happened uh, last week when, you know, there was a lot of reports that he got injured. And I think it's a work, um, but he sold it and he kept on selling it and he sold it during this situation. Now, what was funny is Regal remained you know, the announcer, one of the, I think it was Shivani said, hey, uh, uh, um, Rigo, are you going to go down there too? And he goes, no, nah, I'll just stay here. Everybody, it's covered. <laughs> so now we go to the third match, which was the tag team championship of Ring of Honors. Truthfully speaking, I did not know who was going to win this match to start with. I could see them giving it to to uh, Romero and and uh, Beretta, and you know get going to start that programming with uh, of Ring of Honor, because I still don't know what I think what the talks is or rumor is is that the deal's in place for Ring of Honor to come back to television. Obviously, it's owned by Tony Khan, the owner of AEW. Uh, there was no winner. Nobody won. And here's why. Interference by Jeff Khan or Jeff Cobb and O Khan, who are the representatives in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Keep in mind, the next pay-per-view in June, Forbidden Doors, it's about New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. So they made that first marking of attacking uh, an AEW was sent by the the, the United Empire. So I think that's going to be a tag team match for Ring of Honor. For that is Cobb and 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 Okan of Empire of United Empire. So that's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to that. If that happens like that, great. So now we go to the Hardy segment with the Young Bucks. And, of course, the Hardy is there, you know, saying we did everything. You're you're doing everything now what we used to do. And it was funny. One part was mentioning that we didn't do drugs and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, wait, isn't Jeff Hardy a druggie? How you like that pause right there? Nice time to get a drink of water. Really? Like, Matt, come on. 
You mean to tell me that Jeff Hardy just started doing drugs when he got older? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I thought that was bullshit. Why, why would you have it like that? Are you situating that the young bucks are druggies? I haven't heard anything about that to, about them. But we definitely know about Jeff Hardy and his situation. I didn't, I, I didn't like that part. You didn't have to put in the drug part at all. You could just say, listen, Hart, Young Bucks, you are what we were and what we still can be, and we're here to prove it as the best tag team of all time. Hardys, Young Bucks, that sells itself. You didn't have to bring in some stupid bullshit into it. Terrible job by Matt Hardy. For, on that situation, just one situation. So now we go to that triple threat match. The Rocky Star, or, yeah, Rocky Starks. The, the Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy versus Swerve. Each guy got their spots in and it was beautifully done. Everybody looked strong. Nobody looked weak. It was a great flow to the match. And how it ended was beautifully done. Swerve and Stark have been in a, in a storyline together for a while. And now it's added with the tag team t- for the tag team titles. So it's a three-way tag team title match at Double or Nothing. So Swerve got the pin over Starks. And I thought that was great. You know what I mean? Because regardless if it's a triple threat and it's a singles match of a triple threat, you know, single competitors is not a tag team. Jungle Boy is the champion. He can't lose. And they protected that. And I love that. After the match, obviously, all teams came down. So all representatives to complete the, you know, three, the, 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 tag, the three-man tag for, for double or nothing all came down. And what was funny is in the middle of the ring was Luchasaurus, who was the other half of the tag team championship. Keith Lee, who was the partner with Lee, or partner with Swerve, and Hobbs, who's, you know, part of the, with Starks. And they all looked at each other and started beating up each other. So don't be surprised, and I'm calling it right now on Rampage this Friday night on TNT. It will be that. It will be the follow-up from this to that. So these guys are going to have their segment. Um, I don't mind those when they do that in storylines. I'm okay with that. It makes sense. You know. So yeah, so that's a good, again, part of the storyline. And now we go to uh, Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, who is the TNT champion, and Ethan Page. Their interview. And it's about for this Rampage, coming ra- Friday. Um, Scorpio Sky's belt got damaged by uh, um, Sammy Guevara and Dan Lambert promised Sky about a new title being built. And then that, that would be presented to him this Friday. Obviously, you know what's going to happen. Sammy's going to come down. And Kazarian's going to come down. And we might have an impromptu tag team match there. I believe so. If not, they're going to do it at the buy-in for double or nothing. Next up was the the Tony's interview, Tony Schiavone, with Thunder Rosa. 
who is the women's champion. And, you know, she's hyping up that match, and it was great. And what I loved about it, she came out with no makeup. Normally, and she, oh, my gosh, she's beautiful. She comes out with a cowboy hat, uh, very beautifully dressed uh, um, skirt, and I think it was a skirt, but, you know, in, in cowboy boots. And she, you know, she pretty much said, you know, come Sunday, I'm putting on my war paint because she didn't have paint on or face paint like she normally does. So I thought that was a good Good uh, uh, piece of detail. Next up was the fifth match. Oh, no. Then we go to Red Velvet interview uh, with Tony about the Ruby Soho versus um, versus Statlander. The winner of that meets up against the match that followed that. Um, uh, Dr. Britt Baker and uh, Tony Storm for that tournament. And what was funny is Red Velvet, who used to be, you know, friends with Statlander, Statlander beat her just to get to this point. And it mentioned about her past knee injuries. And Ruby was like, thanks for the heads up, pretty much. So now we go from that to Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Tony Storm. I truthfully thought Storm would win this match. And I'm happy to say that I was wrong. Britt Baker won. And it was a good flow of a match. It was a good match. Sure, there was a little botches here and there. But these women still, you know, recover nicely to give us what we need. And it was a good quality match. Like these two can deliver. Now... Jamie Hayter came out. And when she came out, I thought that maybe she, this is, you know, this is the moment when Storm was going to win because, and then Brit, it will set up a Britt Baker versus Hayter. No, in fact, Britt Baker won. And this is going to set up now, as Baker moves on to the finals, going to set up a, a, a Hayter versus Tony Storm. Now, I don't know if that's going to be on Rampage or the buy-in card or future down the line. This is going to turn into a rivalry match. So I thought that was interesting. And now we go to the main event, which is pretty good because here we are like coming into 23 minutes. Normally, these shows that I do, used to do on YouTube, it takes about an hour and over. <laughs> on this segment, it might be taking less. It should. Good. <laughs> but anyways, we go to the main event. Um, Kyle Rye versus Samoa Joe for the Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament. Semi-final. The winner faces Adam Cole in the finals. This match was fucking good. It was fantastic. And and it of course, you got Kyle Rye versus Samoa Joe, two hitters, two two guys that could just do it with ease. They could take punishment, make it so realistic. Um and, and they and they did that. They exactly did that. Now, I thought about each way that whoever wins, there's a storyline to it. Samoa Joe versus Cole sells itself. 
Kyle Riley versus Adam Cole. Well, you got, you know, members of the elite of Undisputed Elite going head to head. Will there be a screw job or will this be where they bring up Kyle Riley? Now, no matter what, I knew Adam, I know Adam Cole, and I picked Adam Cole to win this tournament beforehand. Once I knew he was in, I was like, he's going to win it. Because, you know, he's going to be moved up again to face winners. He's going, he's in the title pictures. And that's what you want. Adam Cole sells itself. Anyways. Adam, uh, uh, Samoa Joe won. He won by submission. And after the match, after the match, Adam Cole comes out. Stands in the, you know, on the ramp. And they both stared at each other. So Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole in the men's finals. Right now, Ring of Honor champion is a uh, TV Ring of Honor TV champion is Samoa Joe. And he's pretty much in a sub storyline with Jay Lethal and, and Dutt and that great colleague 4800 2.0, 3.0, whatever point oh, that former basketball player. Is there a screw job coming? It, it will because the, the finals are going to be at double or nothing on the women's side, men's side. So it's a double or nothing card. So Samoa Joe, the Ring of Honor champion, is going to be. Now, I wouldn't do it that way. I would do it once Samoa Joe loses, then, um, then you bring in, you know what I mean? That then the inter- interference. Now, now I'm thinking this. I know I pick Adam Cole to win because he's in the championship title picture, but Samoa Joe is a, a champion name anyways. Not because he has the Ring of Honor title, but everywhere he's gone, he's been a champion. So perhaps, and perhaps, that maybe because this pay-per-view is obviously too high, heighten up, obviously, AEW, but we're going to see more happenings with with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, of course, Bullet Club and, and, and the Elite have something together. So what if we say maybe Jay Lethal? Or not Jay Lethal. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Switchblade. Uh, Jay White. What, what, what happens if he makes an appearance? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I could now, after, I know I had Adam Cole winning in the beginning, but Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. To me, that's a heavyweight championship match right there. And on the women's side, you got Britt Baker, who's just lost her tight women's title, you know, a few months ago or three, four months ago, somewhere around there to Thunder Rosa. So, you know what I mean? So it just, it's whoever wins with Brit against Brick Baker, which that match will be Wednesday, uh, Friday, 
this Friday on one rampage, it would decide who faces Britt Baker. So Soho versus Statlander. I don't know. Anyways, it's like 20 minutes in. I got two minutes before I have to cancel this one out. Or not cancel this one out, but record another one because, uh, you know. Anyways, matches made sense. The interviews made sense. Everything was about double or nothing. And that's what, you know, because it's this Sunday. My overall grade for the show, overall, matches, interviews, flow, uh, crowd, participation, the noise, etc. Anywhere between a B to a B plus. So this ends the wrestling side of episode 17. Got the baseball one coming up. Now I'll talk about the three-game series between the O's and the Yankees. So enjoy the break. I'll be back soon. Well, it's part two. I guess you could call it part two, right? This is the Yankees versus the O's three-game series segment of episode 17. The time starting this is 11.28 p.m. Still May 25th. 67 degrees now. I'm a one that I don't use too many excuses. My team sucks or playing sucky, it's because they suck at that moment. I don't use excuses for injuries or that's the reasoning too. Yankees right now, the injuries are starting to pile up. Some people can use this as an excuse. Many fans and do. And that's up to them. You know what I mean? I'm just not the one to do that. Can I admit that that could be a, a, a reasoning to why teams uh, struggle? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, now you got Yankees put Staten on the DL or the IL with right ankle inflammation. Joey Gallo just got reinstated from the COVID list, which that's good. Jonathan Laswega on this day also was put on the 15-day IL with right shoulder inflammation. They called up right-handed pitcher David McKay from AAA Scatton Roseburg. They also recalled who got the start tonight, the left-handed pitcher J.P. Sears from uh, the AAA club. And then they sent down Rob Brantley, designated for assignment. Chapman on yesterday, was placed on the 15-day disabled list, or IL list, with the left Achilles tendonitis. Kawagashi activated from the COVID-19 
less. Now you had uh, Josh Donaldson who, who was put on that list. However, he suffered a, a, a um, well, not suffer. He he got he got he got suspended for a game for I guess using a racial slur. Um, DJ Lemayu was, you know, he, he came back, but he he was feeling a little day to day with left uh, wrist discomfort. You know, I mean, it's just it's obviously Chad Green. He's out. He's not. He's he's out for the rest of the year and possibly next year. So he's not expected to return until 2023 slash 2024. So summers were in there. Tim Lacrasto is injured still. He's expected back in June. Um, yeah, and then July is you know Ben Warvit. The guy that who they traded for a while ago in the package that brought over Josh Donaldson and Kinner. He's you know he's out, so his expected return is July. Britain, um, he had Tommy John surgery uh off season and parts of last year. His return is late two thousand and twenty two. Right-handed pitcher uh, Domingo Guman, who's dealing with right uh, shoulder impingement, is expected to return sometime in June. Stephen Billings, right-handed pitcher, is right shoulder impingement. He's expected return is to be determined. So yeah, so that's pretty much up to date. I'm sure the list is probably what I said earlier before, or you know, in episode 16, about because uh, what's different. When I do the Yankee coverage now, I'm not doing episode like I'm not doing every game. I, I'm keeping track of every game, but then after the last game is done of a series. So if it's a third game series, after that third game, I'll talk about the Yankees. I'll talk about that all that, you know, series one game one, game two, game three of a three game series, and then four game series. I'll talk about all four games in one segment. So, yeah, sometime I might have a double segment where it's like tonight with wrestling and tonight was the thing was for baseball as well. Sometime it'll be just a single segment. Like Rampage is Friday. You know, Yankees will be in another series which I'll talk about after I get done with what I need to get done with first. So Rampage will be its own show. Unless I have something going on in life, I'll talk about that. So let's get started. It's a three-game series from May 23rd to May 25th. Three games. Coming in, the Yankees are... In this series, coming in, it was 2,261 games played. Yankees were 1,343 to 904. In 2002, they're in 10 games, 
They're 7-3 against the O's. As well as 10-2-1 in series in 2022. That means all the games that they played in series-wise, the Yankees are 10 when they won 10 series, lost two series, and tied one. They were also coming in with 29-12 and 12 record. So let's get going with uh, game one. Game one of three. Yankees lost game one, six to four. Cole takes the loss. He's now four and one with a 3.31 ERA. He went eight innings, allowed seven hits. Gave up five runs, all earned, no walk, struck out 11. He also had one home run against him. Judge had a big night. He went two for three, scored two runs, had three RBIs, walked once, struck out once, hit two home runs. He's got 17 total. His batting average at .325. Team offense, however, sucked. Ah, it wasn't that bad. You know, they, they had six runs, or four runs, I mean. Five hits. However, team runners in scoring position, one for four. Team left on base was five. So after that loss, you know, that, that, that's 2,262 games played. They're now one uh, 1,343 wins to 905 losses and now 11 games in 2022 played they're seven and four they're on a two-game losing streak against the o's now 29 and 13 three game losing streak total coming in now or after that game game two of three which was the 24th may 24th yankees won seven six in the 11th inning Clark Schmidt gave the win, got the gets the win. He went three and two, or he's three and two for the year, with a zero point six nine ERA. Overall, after going two innings, allowing zero hits, one run, not earned, with striking out one in relief, Jose Trevino, um, catcher. He went three for four, scored once, had three RBIs, walked once, struck out once. He's batting 246 for the season so far. Kinner went two for five, scored twice with one RBI. Torres went two for five, scored three runs with two RBIs. Hicks went two for five. Rizzo added his 11th home run of the season. Trevino added his second. Torres went yard twice, seventh total so far. Yankees are now 30 and 13, 8 and 4 in 12 games against the O's in 2022. All time, 2,263 games played. They're 1,344 to 905. All time against the O's. They stopped a two game losing streak against the O's, as well as a three game losing streak overall. Now tonight, May 25th, Yankees won 
Artuda Zip. J.P. Sears. Rookie. Got his second win of the year career of his career, his first as a starter on his first start ever. So like I said, he's two and oh. He has a zero ERA. Clay Holmes, who's filling in as the closer. While Chapman is on the 10-day uh, IL, picks up his fifth save of the year. Miguel Andujar, who played at left field, went two for three with one RBI. He's batting 308. Judge, Torres, Gonzalez, and Kawagashi each had a hit. Yankees are now 31-13 and 13 on a two-game win streak. Are 11-2-1, which means because, yeah, they won the series. They beat, well, they beat Baltimore. Two out of three, so that's a series win. 11 series wins. Two series losses and one tie. In series, for two, in the series, well, this series of 2022. You, you guys know what I'm fucking getting at. <laughs> now, they're 9-4 and four in 13 games against the O's in 2022. 1,000. 345 to 905 in 2,264 games all-time against the O's. Next game is tomorrow in Tampa, May 26th through Sunday, May 29th. It's a three-game series against the second place who are four and a half games behind the Yankees in the AL East. It's going to be a good game. This is the first game against the A uh, Rays this season. It's a 6.40 p.m. start time, East Coast. All time against the Rays in 418 games played. The Yankees are 240 to 178. Last year, in 2021, Yankees were 8 and 11 against the Rays. 2019 was the last time the Yankees had a winning record against the Rays when they went seven or 12 and seven against them. Keep in mind, Rays started in 1998, which is this is their 25th year. Game one starters: Nestor Cortez, who's three and one with an ERA of 180, 1.80. He makes his ninth start of the year. Rays will send out Ryan Yarbrough. He's 0-0 with 4.20 ERA. Fourth start of the year. Fifth game played. Both teams are 6-4 in their last 10 games. Again, I want to say with the injuries piling up, teams go through that. In all sports, right? There's some teams that are lucky. Now, what's going on with some of these injuries? There's only a few significant injuries, meaning that they're going to be out for a long period of time. The other ones are discomfort. They're on a 10 to 15 day disabled list or injured list. There's only a few of the Yankees that are on that 60 and more or out for the year. 
So I'd rather have those injuries now, now in the May. I do. I mean, I I just rather have it now. If we're, I mean, obviously injuries come, so I'd rather have it now than you know, like I said. Keep in mind. What, it's only the 44th game played? Yeah, 44, 43, 44 games played out of 162-game season. Again, I'd rather have it now than later. So, actually, this ends episode 17. Um... Episode 18, uh, most likely Friday for Rampage um, because it won't be about baseball because it's they're st- you know they're, they're starting game one tomorrow on Thursday. So it's a three-game set. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a three-game set. I should probably check that out right see this way here this what's good about doing this right here you guys are seeing me doing this live well not live live sort of live <laughs> like you know i'm not hiding the fact that i fucked up oh it's a four game set forgive me it is a four game set it's a four-game set. Yep, it's a four-game set. Got the dates right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a four-game set. So tomorrow's game is at 6.40 p.m. Friday's game, which is May 27th, is a 7.10 p.m. game. And Saturday which is May 28th is a 4:10 p.m. uh game and then Sunday they close it out in Tampa uh, the 29th at 1:40 p.m. on the east coast before a day off providing there's no rain delays obviously you're not going to really have a rain delay in Tampa because it's a roof so yeah So anyways, episode 18, for a reminder, it will be Rampage. So until episode 18, you know what? Let's go with a different thing. Now that I'm done with baseball. AW's cover. I'm going to leave this question for anyone to answer. Um, actually, no, there's no question. Oh, yeah, I, I, I will ask a question. How's, how's everyone doing? Mental health is big, guys. It's definitely big. And you can't do it alone. Best way to go through life is communication. Don't be afraid to tell people that you're pissed off or hurt or 
you know, don't forget to don't it's not it's okay to talk about your feelings. So I just want to leave that moment in that as well. Also, I know that I said that YouTube is going to be strictly for lives, either weekly or biweekly. And I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. Eventually I will. I don't know when, but until the meantime, I got to build this up. You know what I mean? I just got to build this up. And I just want to let everyone know who whoever wants to get into podcasting. And if you feel you're not good enough, I want to say that you're wrong. You're good. Anyone is good at podcasts. All it is is talking. What's hard is 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 getting that mindset of, you know, I'm talking and nobody's answering back. <laughs> That's the toughest part. Recording and then putting out there. That's a hard part. Once you get through that, it's fine. You know. Uh, Vice, don't sound like a robot. Don't sound like you're reading from a script. Sound natural. Be natural. Don't worry about make the, making the mistakes. And you know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm one of them. <laughs> I fuck up probably every episode. And I keep going. And I own up the fuck up. And I keep going. And I don't edit it. Now, with Anchor and Spotify, I get to use, you know, some functions on here that I love. I can add, like I just got done recording not too long ago, the AEW Dynamite Results uh, uh, segment of this. And you'll hear, or you probably just heard, a break. You know what I mean? You, you, you probably heard that, like a, a sound effect or something. That's the only thing I add into it. Or, or some music or something that I may add into it. Uh, because it's it's part of the anchor thing, and what's cool is after you're done with anchor, you get to push it out anywhere you want. That it's you know as long as you get that part, you know I only just can go from anchor to Spotify, so it's on these segments. It's on this platform of anchor and Spotify, and it automatically gets pushed. So I thought that's cool. So those that are interesting in podcasting, do it. Just simply do it. Just do it. Just do it. Don't hesitate. Just do it. That's the same thing with everything in life. Graphic designing. Just do it. Just do it. Writing. Just do it. Video game. Becoming a, a professional video game player. That's a real thing. Do it. Just do it. So that's what I'm going to leave it as. Episode 17, like I said, will be about Rampage, which is this Friday. So until then, be kind to each other and just just be kind to each other. Look out for your fellow person. Till then, salute nation. <laughs>